Missing in Missouri is an investigative podcast dedicated to finding as much information as we can in missing person cases and ultimately find the truth. Today we want to start off this episode with a correction that was made. Rebecca had called Zach, or texted Zach. Yeah, she messaged me. Last week to let us know. She said, you know what? I think I said windows and I meant window when she was talking about Dana's apartment window being busted open, being busted in. And that's why she was being evicted. She meant window. She said windows. But we wanted to make that correction. Yeah. It was just one window, not all of her windows. Yes. So now we'll play the last part of the interview. And we want to apologize in advance. We thought that there was more. But for the sake of keeping certain individuals out of it and things like that, we had to cut more than we thought we needed to. Yeah. So we're going to play this. It's about six, seven minutes. And then we'll do our normal. But I, I have, you know, I have lots of lots of things. I mean, I don't have anything real concrete, but just the way things happen. We went on a few search parties of our own. We had, we had candlelight vigils for Dana. We, you know, we, we, we raised money. We had a benefit. Uh, we had a band come in and play and, and um you know, got money that way. I forget what we raised then, but my daughter was in charge of all that. It was just, uh, just wild. Just, just every everything about it. You know, it's just. And, but I, you know, like I said, I don't really have anything that's real concrete. You know, but but I do know what happened to us and the way we were treated. You know, by law enforcement, and uh, I want justice but mainly i just want to know where she's at yeah i know where her mains are (laughs) anyway i uh dana's grandmother passed away last week and i called and talked to uh her dad for over an hour and he's he he's planning to try to come here as soon as he can get uh on his feet good he you know he he is concerned um, but um, it's just sad. It's just it's it's not right. We just want you know the main thing is to find her so we can put her to rest, you know, so we can go on with our lives because it's not the same anymore. Even though she wasn't my daughter, I mean, I I loved her and I took care of her like she was mine, and, and uh, my children adore her. They loved her, you know, and they're just as torn as, you know, me, and, um, so, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a damn mess, I'm telling you, and I wish, you know, back then, that I would have done something, got some, some kind of legal documentation, you know, that I was a guardian or something, you know, yeah. and, and then maybe things would have been different, but I don't know. And, you know, she had a lot of, she had a lot of problems, but when she came to me, 
you know, every time she'd get in trouble, she'd, get, she'd go in there and start packing her bags. She thought she was leaving. And I'd go in there and say, okay, no, I'm packing bags. I said, you're grounded. Just go to bed. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> she just, she was all the time thinking, oh, this is it, you know. But it, it was almost like she was expecting it. Yeah. You know. And she was, she was angry as hell there for a long time. <laughs> I mean, she just, she was all the time putting my youngest one up to stop. And, oh, it was, it was, it was something else. But, we, we, we were family, and we, you know, it's just, it's just a damn shame that this had to happen to her, and, and uh, so, anyway, I've heard rumors, oh, you know, she's probably, she, she probably got trafficked, you know, uh, into a, a ring of yeah. traffickers or something, you know, or, or, or she ran off, and she met somebody and just ran off, and, but Dana would never leave her babies. There's any questions that you have you want to ask me? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've been uh -huh. sitting here listening to you, and uh -huh. I'm sure I have thousands of questions. Um, right, and I've just been rattling off. No, you know? no, no. That's exactly. I, yeah. Um, if you ever have any questions for us, yes, yes. Don't hesitate to to call or okay. even text me. Okay. Because. Uh, there's probably, I probably, I need to read, I've, actually, me and my daughter wrote a letter, and it says to whoever it, can, whoever it, it concerns, or whatever, or who, it, let's see, it says, who this may concern, and then I wrote, we wrote down everything that we had found out, oh, wow. down, and, um, and then, like I said, I got all newspaper clippings from, you know, every time there was anything in the paper, uh, just, you know, I have lots and lots of information. That's <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, you know, and this, you know, I, we just want to help. That's it. You know, we're not looking uh, for anything else. Yeah. I got um, you. So, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is crazy. How can, yeah. you know, because, you know, she was, she was a person. I don't care what yeah. the background is. I don't care. Yeah. Everybody is a person, and nobody nowadays yes. nobody should just be missing, right? You know, and uh, it's just I'm I'm really I'm really really happy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just been a crazy time, and uh, so anyway, and uh, so you know, it's just every time we try to go deeper into it, which is like we'd get doors slammed in our face, you know, just like, you know, what you've been I, uh, experiencing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we, so, yeah, we've experienced that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, uh, well, that doesn't surprise me. But, you know, it does make me feel a little better because I'm like, you know, am I <laughs> the only one that's being shut out? Like, I mean, what is going on? This just cannot be happening. It's just insane how, and, you know, you know, not just one. It's not going to be just one person that yeah. does this. It's going to take the whole village. Yes. To do this, and you know, I. I, I know. I, right. So. Right. So. So. Well, if you don't have any other questions. No, I don't right now. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm a busy woman, but but I will make time for this because it's I'm very. 
passionate about finding out what's happened to her and and um, you know and for her kids too absolutely you know? yes so so well all right well we'll we'll keep in touch okay we most definitely will and it was so wonderful to talk to you it was good and talking to you too you too bye-bye so something that i had said before we played this part of the interview was that you know there was a lot that we did have to cut and it was either for the sake of it didn't exactly particularly pertain it was about some things that were were, personal yeah but i wanted to say that the parts that we had to cut if you could have heard rebecca there was so much emotion there was and you know when we met with her there was you know emotion and we got a lot of great a lot of great articles and i think that's what we're going to read a few of them today and let everybody you know this is information that's already been out there yeah but it has been 10 years 11 years well, and it's also whenever you click on a link or try to search it, it's been so long that some of it's already been taken down or wasn't uploaded in general. So so we're going to read them and we'll discuss them. And you'll see kind of how this case unfolded in the news in Sedalia. Yeah. So I think it is a good refresher and good things to talk about. Definitely. Do you want to go ahead and read the first the first article? Yeah. So the first article that we're going to read was from the Sedalia Democrat on October 8th, 2008. Police seek missing woman. Sedalia police are asking the public for help locating a 23-year-old Sedalia woman. Dana Bruce was reported missing on Sunday by a family member after she did not return home Saturday night. Police said they do not believe she is in danger. According to a release from the department, Bruce left her children with a babysitter Saturday night. She returned to tell the sitter to watch the children, ages 2 and 3, for the rest of the night. She did not return. Police suspect Bruce left Malone's on Main in a red Ford F-150 pickup truck with a man. Detective Sergeant Adam Hendricks said police have checked every lead. The family is being very helpful, he said. He said detectives and patrol officers have worked the case since Bruce was reported missing. Sedalia Police Chief John Dagonia said police do not suspect foul play. She gave the babysitter more money to watch the kids, and she left willingly in the red truck, he said. The children are staying with family members. We would just like to know where she is and if she's safe, he said. Okay, well, I wrote some stuff down that I found that was interesting. And I thought maybe we could talk about it a little bit. In this article it said, police said they do not believe she's in danger. I thought that was interesting. Okay, to discuss some things that I think we should highlight in this article is that Detective Sergeant Adam Hendricks said the police have checked every lead and the family's being very helpful. So that's a good sign. In cases like this is when people are being helpful and... Cooperative. Absolutely. Um, I also thought it was kind of interesting that the Sedalia police chief, John Dagonia, said police do not suspect foul play. 
I'm, I mean, I'm not a police officer, and I have no law enforcement history history with working with them. But that's kind of that's odd to me that you don't suspect foul play from someone who doesn't do this. Yeah, I mean, regardless of whether she gave the babysitter more money and she left willingly in this red truck. Okay, she, but she still didn't return. Yeah, and if that's unlike her character, well, then something something's wrong. And then how they end the article where they said, we would just like to know where she is and if she's safe. So this was very early on. Four days later. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first article. This next article is from October 9th, 2008, from the Sedalia Democrat, written by the Democrat staff, Missing Woman Sighting Can't Be Verified. Police said Thursday they cannot confirm a report that a 23-year-old missing woman showed up at Malone's on Main on Wednesday night. Police have investigated more than 25 leads in the case of 23-year-old Dana Bruce of Sedalia reported missing since Sunday. Tammy Smith of Sedalia is the aunt of Nathan Dotson, Bruce's ex-boyfriend and father of her two children. The family is just in a panic, Smith said Thursday. Police received a report Wednesday night that Bruce was seen leaving the back door of Malone's on Main, 117 West Main Street. We followed up on that and can't justify those sightings yet, said Sedalia Police Detective Sergeant Adam Hendricks. Dale Malone, owner of Malone's on Main, said, Bruce was not here last night. We are doing everything we can to help find this young woman, Malone said. Smith said the family does not believe Bruce went to Malone's on Wednesday. A family member reported Bruce missing after she did not return home Saturday night. According to police, Bruce left her children with a babysitter Saturday night. She returned to tell a sitter to watch the children, ages 2 and 3, for the rest of the night. She never came back. Bruce would never have left her kids overnight, Smith said. She's never been away from them. Police suspect Bruce left Malone's on Main in a red Ford F-150 pickup truck with a man Saturday. We hope that we can find her soon, Hendricks said. The children are staying with family members. And then again, it asks anyone with information to contact Hendricks. Okay, well, in that article, I found some interesting points as well. I found it interesting that the police did say uh, they've investigated more than 25 leads. I think that's a lot of leads that's to a investigate. Lot in, in a few days, you know. And this is the first time we, we hear from... A family member, of Tammy Nathan. of Nathan, yes, uh, Tammy Smith of Sedalia, which was the aunt of Nathan Dotson, Bruce's ex-boyfriend and father of her two children. So, again, you know, family is worried once they're found. So I think that, you know, that speaks volumes for, for people back then. You know, I think the whole community was worried because nothing like this had happened and you know, it, had, it didn't. It was nothing that big had happened in Sedalia. There has been other things that's happened, but and another thing I find very interesting. Again, they say Bruce, meaning Dana, would never have left her kids overnight. So I think that. I mean, that right there to me is foul play. Absolutely, because you know Smith said she's never been away from net. Sorry, misquote. She's never been away from them. So if somebody comes up missing, 
that normally doesn't, you know, do that, doesn't leave their kids overnight, does not, it's not typical behavior, you know, and I think this is probably when police probably did start to take that into account. Yeah, definitely, especially with this next article that we have, which was just a few days. A few days after after this other one. Yeah. Did you want to read that one? Sure. All right, go ahead. This is also from the Sedalia Democrat, written by Sarah Nail. Police to question man in Atlanta. This was October 15th, 2008. Three Sedalia Police Department investigators were traveling to Atlanta to interview a person of interest in the case of a missing woman. Dana Bruce, 23, was reported missing October 5th when she failed to return to her home after going out October 4th. Police say she left her children, ages 2 and 3, with a babysitter for the night. Commander Cindy Harrell, Sergeant Adam Hendricks, and Sergeant Phil Stewart boarded a Missouri Highway Patrol airplane in Jefferson City on Wednesday morning to go to interview a man police are calling a person of interest, said Chief of Police John Dagonia. The 34-year-old man was previously interviewed, and there were some inconsistencies in his stories and timeline, Dagonia said. A witness re-interviewed by police said the man was talking with Bruce the evening she disappeared. Investigators are trying to determine if the man is the person Bruce left from Malone's on Main, 117 West Main Street, the evening she disappeared. Police believe the man was returning to his hometown in the Florida area. Officers tracked the man using electronic surveillance, Dagonia said. The Sedalia officers in Atlanta obtained search warrants for the man's truck and trailer. While officers have yet to find any evidence of a crime, they continue to follow every lead to find out where she is and if she is okay, Dagonia said. We're concerned or we wouldn't be sending a team of three people to talk to this gentleman, Dagonia said. Our concern is we want to find her. Officers have worked between 50 and 100 leads. The department's top priority has been finding Bruce. I shut down the detective's division, and they're still solely working on this case since it happened, Dagonia said. Patrol and drug enforcement officers are also assisting in the investigation. Officers continue to seek information about Bruce's whereabouts. They ask anyone with information to contact the police department at 826-8100. People might think a piece of information is insignificant, but it may be the piece we need, Dagonia said. Okay, so that last quote from him, we have said that how many times? Exactly. We have said that repeatedly throughout this podcast. Yeah. So I'm glad that they feel the same as we feel. This one was really telling, and it gave you a lot of information. I found interesting that... They suspected him enough to travel to Atlanta to speak with him. That, I think, is huge. I think that is, too, because... And they didn't just send one person. They sent three. It was in an airplane. They didn't (laughs) drive down there. Yeah, no. So, they went to great lengths to, to to get down there and question this person of interest. I did find... It interesting, they call him a 34-year-old man who was previously interviewed. And the reason why they wanted to question him again is because there were some inconsistencies 
in historian timeline. And then they did get a search warrant for his uh, truck and was it... And his trailer. Trailer, okay. It was a pull-behind trailer. I believe so. So, and they didn't say whether or not they had found any evidence yet of a crime. So, it's not... I, I do think they're doing police work here. They're doing their job. Yeah. And I think a big a, a big quote from the chief is when he said, We're concerned or we wouldn't be sending a team of three people to talk to this gentleman. Definitely. I mean, that right there, he's right. You wouldn't, and I when I use the word waste, I don't mean just like throw away, but you wouldn't waste that much time doing something like that if you weren't, one, genuinely concerned about somebody's well-being, and two, doing your job. Absolutely. And, and I think this is something else. You know, they did come back from Atlanta without the person of interest. So I think that tells us a little bit that his story either checked out, meaning he had a reason of why the inconsistencies... Which it could have been something as little as, you know, he misspoke or something along those lines. But It could have been a difference of like a, a 30 minutes. Absolutely. And I, th- I just think, I think it's important that, you know, he, he didn't get arrested. Yeah. They didn't bring him back. They didn't have enough evidence or they didn't have any evidence. Yeah. So in my mind, if you didn't have any evidence to bring him back, does that eliminate him as... A person of interest. Well, I think we'll get to that in a few articles. Um, let me see if I can find it. So, it was a November 9th, 2008 article from the Sedalia Democrat, written by Sarah Nail. Okay. Called, Police Go All Out to Find Missing Woman. And the one thing that I want to point out now, and I'm just going to read this section. Okay. It's what the police had as of November 9th, timeline-wise. Okay. She was at Malone's on Main, then walked to another bar with a man. Police identified that man as a person of interest and later interviewed him in Atlanta. The man told police Bruce wanted to return to Malone's, and the two parted ways. Bruce was seen leaving Malone's with a man in a red pickup truck. Police did not say whether the man in the pickup truck was the same person they interviewed in Atlanta. She returned to her babysitter to give her more money for the rest of the night, but she has yet to return home. The man deemed a person of interest worked for Pro Energy and was originally from Florida. Police believe he was returning to Florida when he was stopped in Atlanta. His truck is not red. Wow. So... Reading that and going back through everything that we've heard and that we've seen, that is huge. That is huge. Yeah, can because they said that she was last seen leaving in a red pickup truck. Yeah. That's what said that she was that was the last car she was that was the last vehicle she was seen getting into. Yeah. And they didn't specify which I don't know if it was needed to be specified what make and model this guy, the person of interest truck was. But either way, it wasn't a red Ford F-150. Okay, well then, I mean, okay, well, 
I think that that says a lot right there. I yeah, mean, that's a bit of a uh, <laughs> that's something that you you just poked a hole in. Yeah. Wow. So, so the person of interest does not have a red truck. Yeah. The, the same man they questioned in Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't think... Well, you've mentioned in other episodes that he worked for Pro Energy. Okay, so it, it is the same person that... Yeah. Is this person of interest, this elusive person of interest. Yeah. That it was last. she was last seen in a red truck. But this person of interest doesn't have a red truck. Yeah, and I think that I want to specify that because that opens up a whole nother theory. Yeah, so I wonder who had a red truck. Or the bigger question, who had access to a red truck? I just wanted to point that out, that their timeline shows he did not have a red truck. I know, and I know we're going back to this, but I think this is a very important thing. Because the person of interest that has been the center, I think, of this whole, of the whole police investigation, a lot of the police investigation, because we don't know what they know, has focused on this person of interest. But right here, and this is not, these are not our words, this is coming from the Sedalia Democrat. Yeah. That has said, this person of interest who was questioned in Atlanta by police did not have a red truck. Yeah. But that Dana Bruce was seen, last seen. Leaving. Leaving in a red truck. Yeah. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Okay. Yeah. All right. I I know I feel like I'm kind of like a deer in the headlights right now with this because. Well, it really, I mean, everything has pointed to this person and I don't know. And. You know, that's not to say, I guess I'm trying to think of things that anybody would say. He could have borrowed a truck. He could have rented a truck. But if he had his own truck, what would be the point of doing that? If I have my own vehicle and I'm just going somewhere like let's, you know, like here around here, I'm not going to rent a vehicle no, to go to the bar down the street no, and go back home. No way. So I don't know. Well, and... The police did not bring this person of interest back with them from Atlanta. Exactly, and this is this is over a month after Dana disappeared. So a month later, they haven't brought him back. That to me says he he was a person of interest because he was seen at Malone's, which we have pictures of the video of of Dana with somebody at Malone's with a man at Malone's, who I had just in my mind had connected the two together. Yeah, and he. If he wasn't brought back, then to me, he's no longer... A person of interest. Exactly. Well, and this article is written November 9th. And the other article, when they tell us that they went down there to question him... October 15th. was October 15th. So, a little shy of a month. But that's... I mean, so it's not like this was a few days later. This was a, a, you know, a good period of time later, a few weeks. Yeah. And still no arrest. They didn't bring him back. Obviously, his story checked out. I think the most telling thing is he does not have a red truck. And she was last seen in a red truck. Yeah. So, we do have many more articles. We definitely, and we can, 
we will post pictures of these for you guys to see. I like to do that so people can't come back at us and say, that's a lie, you know. Absolutely. And, and we are not taking credit for these words. It's obviously well-written and the Sedalia Democrat published these articles. So we want to give them credit too. And uh, I believe the some of the author, this the the last Sarah article, Sarah yeah, Nail. Sarah Nail, um did obviously a very good job, and uh, we want to give her credit. But uh, this is very telling. So, like Morgan said, well, we're going to be posting these, and we have a lot more articles to read, to examine, and you know we've read a lot of these articles. You know, I'm on like my third, fourth time reading them. Yeah, and I'm still. Finding little, just like little things, like little tidbits of like, oh, hey, I didn't catch that in the first time. And it's those little pieces of information that when you put them together like a puzzle, you see the bigger picture or you get a better view of the picture. Yeah. So, you know what? Actually, I guess we should just point out what we're going to talk about in this one since we already talked about the timeline. I think something that I thought was really cool was that, and I'm going to quote this, just read it for you guys. Detectives also sent information about Bruce through the military so that notices are posted at any bases where personnel from Whiteman Air Force Base have been shipped. Dagonia also called the Federal Bureau of Investigations shortly after Bruce disappeared to see what help the agency could provide. The FBI would only get involved if it was an interstate abduction. This does not meet their criteria, Dagonia said. And then also this one I thought was cool. A Missouri Uniform Law Enforcement System, MULES alert, which reaches every police agency in the state, was issued about Bruce's disappearance. An email was also sent via the Missouri Information Analysis Center to private emails of officers who are registered for the service throughout the state. Wow, okay, so... You know, and they do go on to say Bruce's disappearance presents many challenges. Officers have been unable to find evidence of a crime, and witnesses say Bruce left with the man voluntarily. And like we've said before, Dana doesn't, she didn't have a cell phone, an ATM or debit card, anything like that. So that is difficult to trace somebody yeah. who doesn't have any of that. Yeah, because you're technically almost like you're an off the grid type of person. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we get tracked now through our electrical devices and ATM cards and all that, so... You know, they didn't have any of that to try and track. Yeah. But, you know, I think something that I do want to point out is that I think that the police really did as much as they could with what they had. I I would have to say up to this point, yes. Yes, I do believe that. Um, We're going to get more into the police matters in another episode. But, I mean, these articles are amazing. This article right here that talks about... The person of interest not even having a red truck is incredible. I think I think this would probably be a good stopping point. I agree. And let all this sink in. Sink in. And we will have what we'll have another interview or part of another interview. Yeah. The next um, episode. Yeah, so we'll have another one. It's from one of Dana's stepsisters. Yeah. And we'll post this stuff for you guys on our Facebook page. So, sorry I didn't make that clear enough last episode. I realized after we had released it that I needed to clarify a little bit. 
the pictures and and the posts of of Dana and of the news articles, those will all be uploaded to our Facebook page. Yes. So if you want to look at them, you want to read them, go there. It's Missing in Missouri. And the profile picture is the same picture we have for everything else. And as always, you know, are the interview that you heard today is that person's views and opinions. It's just our disclaimer. I am really looking forward to the next few episodes. I am too. You have an interview with the stepsister. And then I actually have another interview with Dana's biological family. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really good as well. Also, I wanted to throw this out there because I know that we haven't mentioned it for a few episodes, but if any of you guys just want to call and contact us to, you know, give us what your thoughts are on on the case and what you've heard, and or if you have information and you don't want to go to the police, you can always call us at 314-200-3673, email at missinginmissouri at gmail.com. Facebook message, anything like that. You have those ways to get a hold of us. And we love hearing from people. Yeah, we do. So whether it's good or whether it's bad, if we don't read them, we do have another person that reads them. They work with us. Yeah. So we will, we'll get we'll get your messages. Yeah, just be safe out there. Definitely. I'm Morgan. And I'm Zach. This is Missing in Missouri.